Welcome to Stress to the Nines. Through December 24th, we will be spending our mornings in the Song of Songs, a beautiful love poem nestled in the heart of the Old Testament. The Song of Songs has been treated as allegory, as erotic poetry, and as inspiration for our love of God and God's love for us. Join us. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Stress to the Nines on this Thursday. It's December the 23rd, and we are getting very close to Christmas, but two days away. I hope you have your Christmas shopping done. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look as we move into chapter 8 of the Song of Songs. Uh, we will only have one day left after today, uh, so we're going to complete chapter 8. Having read through this a little bit over the course of this morning, I would encourage you to go back to it and read it yourself again a couple of times. We're not going to be able to give the attention to chapter 8 that we probably should uh, because it just will go on too long. Um, so we'll start with verses 1 through 7. I'm really going to focus on verses 5 through 7 in our conversation this morning. Uh, let's see what the Word of God has to say to us today on the day before Christmas Eve. Oh, that you were like a brother to me who nursed at my mother's breast. If I met you outside, I would kiss you and no one would despise me. I would lead you and bring you into the house of my mother and into the chamber of the one who bore me. I would give you spiced wine to drink, the juice of my pomegranates. Oh, that his left hand were under my head and that his right hand embraced me. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, do not stir up or awaken love until it is ready. Who is that coming up from the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved? Under the apple tree I awakened you. There your mother was in labor with you. There she who bore you was in labor. Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. For love is strong as death, passion fierce as the grave. Its flashes are flashes of fire, a raging flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If one offered for love all the wealth of one's house, it would be utterly scorned. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, moving through very quickly, verses 1 through 4, we get this kind of sibling language, which is uh, simply a manifestation of this idea that the two lovers, if they were siblings, could be public about their affection for one another. Um, so anyway, it's not kind of like any way creepy, I don't think, but it is just a, a, a hope in that. Then we get some language that we've heard uh, several times throughout the song, um, do not stir up or awaken love until it is ready. But chat verses five through seven, I think, are the ones that are quite interesting. Our friend Bernard of Clairvaux really loved verse five of chapter eight. He viewed it as kind of a conversation uh, between the, uh, the faithful here on earth and the angels in heaven. Who is that coming up from the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved? This idea that the offices of the monk would be pleasing smoke in the wilderness to the eyes of the angels as the monks prayed and sang and performed their daily habits and disciplines, the angels would look down upon the smoke or amongst those prayers coming up from, from the wilderness and look with them with fondness and favor. Uh, he viewed that as a as a manifestation of kind of the interplay between our song and prayer and the heavenly host. But verses 6 and 7 to me are amongst the most beautiful in the song. We've heard these before probably at weddings. Uh, I know that they are part of the Presbyterian wedding liturgy. 
Um, so let's look closely at these for a moment uh, and see what they testify to. Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is strong as death, passion fierce as the grave. Uh, this notion here that love goes together with death is an interesting one for us to think about. Uh, most of us don't like to think about death. We certainly don't like to talk about death. But love brings forth the kind of reminders of mortality. But the idea here is that love transcends death. Love is something that persists beyond death. Certainly at weddings, this is something that we celebrate, but it is something that all of us experience in our lives. All of us know what it is to lose a loved one, and all of us know what it means for the love that we had for that person to persist even beyond life. So while our lives are finite, the love that our lives testify to and celebrate, the love that we experience during the course of our lives is not finite in the same way. It persists even beyond the parameters of our normal life. And the song testifies to that truth here. And then it places a clear value on that love. Uh, many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If one offered for love all the wealth of one's house, it would be utterly scorned. There is no price that can be placed upon love. None at all. Love, for those of us who know it and experience it, which I hope is all of us, know that it is something that is valuable beyond any measure. This love that we experience here is an echo. It is a shadow of the love that God has for us. That love that we celebrate with our Savior Jesus Christ, the love that Christ testifies to from God, transcends any price, any value in this world. And we know this because of the love that we share with others. So love permeates our being. It suffuses the world. Uh, love is something that we really can't begin to understand even as we experience it. And certainly the song points us to this as the lover's uh, celebration of their love for one another is made clear to us. So that'll wrap us up for this morning. A couple of reminders for you. Uh, there will be no stress to the nines for the next two weeks, actually, as Tasha and I talked about it. So we will resume on the 10th of January. And at that time, we will have one stress to the nines each day, not two. Uh, so that'll go forward uh, for some time. I don't know if and when we'll return to a day, uh, but anyway, it'll, it'll just be the one. So I am sorry to tell you that, but that's about sustainability in the Blackburn household. Uh, also, tomorrow night is Christmas Eve. You can watch our worship service here on Facebook at five o'clock. Uh, you're, of course, more than welcome to attend. If you do attend, please do plan on wearing a mask. There will be quite a few of us, I would expect, in the sanctuary, people having traveled from all over, and we have a fun new variant to experience. So please do wear a mask tomorrow night. Let's pray. Holy God, we pray that you would be with us this day and guide us. We thank you for the love that you have given us, the love we have received through Jesus Christ. We thank you for the love that we share with our neighbors, with our friends, with our loved ones. Help this season to be a celebration of that love. We pray that you would guide us through this day. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Okay, that wraps things up for today. Tasha will be back tonight, and I will see you in the morning as we wrap up the Song of Songs. Until then, peace. Thanks for listening to Stress to the Nines. Be sure to like and rate this podcast wherever you have found it. 
Be sure also to follow the One Prez Pod, where you can find educational offerings, worship, and the ever-popular Ram Asks a Question. I'll see you next time. Until then, peace.